More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now, and appreciate you all rolling with us. Huge day in the news. For the last 24 hours, perhaps a better way of putting it. We have seen the report released from the special counsel, her, looking at Joe Biden's now clear... Uh, or on the record, serial mishandling of classified information, doing so knowingly and willfully over a long period of time, many counts, not a one-off accident. But they say Joe Biden is not of sound enough mind that a jury would prosecute him because he's a kindly, grandfatherly figure who forgets things all the time and This all would make perhaps a bit more sense if Joe Biden spent most of his time working on his memoirs and fly fishing. But he is, at least in theory, the current sitting commander in chief of the United States military, the president of the United States, the leader of the free world. It almost makes you laugh as you say this. Joe Biden is technically the most powerful human being on the planet right now. Yeah, let let that one sink in for a moment. And we've been told that in order to excuse his criminal acts, can we also just get a Democrat who doesn't commit crimes? You know, Hillary Clinton committed crimes. She destroyed evidence. She mishandled classified many times. Joe Biden. Can we just get a Democrat to run up against uh, who isn't being excused by some federal prosecutor because of reasons of politics? But, Clay, I thought this was um, this was quite a moment. Wasn't Dan Goldman... One of the big uh, get Trump guys over yes. over Jan six. Now he's Congressman Dan Goldman. He was a lawyer, and I remember MSNBC. Whoo, they were so excited when Dan Goldman was shouting about Trump's insurrection and all this stuff. Um, here he is. Um, we, we could just do so many of these, saying that 
Biden's mistakes are no big deal. This is cut six. Play. It's also true that Speaker Mike Johnson went on Meet the Press and confused Iran and Israel, which is a much more significant mistake than President Sisi as being in Mexico. But I'm not going to sit here saying Mike Johnson has no memory loss or, you know, that he's ill-equipped to be Speaker of the House because he made an obvious, incidental, tangential mistake. And it's wrong to think that because President Biden made a simple, incidental mistake, that everyone understood what he was referring to, that that has anything to do with his mental acuity. Goldman is a liar. He knows, he knows that this is a garbage comparison he's making, but the true defenders of Biden have got to lie at this point. We've said on this show for some time that we're not going to get every word right. And everybody, Democrat, Republican, Independent, sometimes says one thing when they mean another. And I've used an example. For whatever reason, I used to get Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers mixed up. I still say, uh, because the L.A. Chargers now are in Los Angeles, I sometimes still call them San Diego. I'm in uh, Las Vegas right now where the Raiders are now an NFL team that is playing here, Buck. I still say the Oakland Raiders sometimes. Has he ever explained to you why it's Brett Favre, but you say Favre? Uh, no, I've never asked, but that is the something about Mary, right? Yes. Isn't there the Brett joke from something Favre. about Mary? Yes, it doesn't make any sense the way it's pronounced. Uh, but people make mistakes when they sometimes use one word, mean another, and a lot of times that happens in normal conversation. That's not what we're talking about here. Joe Biden, based on, and look, the easiest way to handle this would be for the special counsel to release the transcripts or the audio recordings. Because all of you could then hear for yourself whether Joe Biden knows what the date of his son's death is or whether he is aware of when he was or was not vice president of the United States. One of our VIPs, Sue, wrote in and said, good morning, Clay and Buck. I lost my daughter on July 21st, 2015, and as long as I live, I will never forget the day she died. If Biden would remember anything, I'm pretty sure his son's death would be the one thing he would remember. She's right. Any mom or dad out there, if you lose a child, you are going to remember that heartbreaking day for the rest of your life so long as you have a cognitively functioning memory. What's scary here, Buck, is not only that Biden, according to Robert Herr, clearly committed felonies in the way that he handled the classified documents, which they decided was so important when it came to Trump that they need to try to put him in prison for the rest of his life. To me, Buck, it is Biden is so cognitively impaired that he doesn't have the ability to be proven to have willfully done this. And so a jury would be unlikely to convict him. This is damning on a level that I think is still being underrated. Think about this for a minute. Sometimes when you are charged with a crime, we talked about history. I believe the first person to successfully use the insanity defense when it came to committing a murder was Daniel Sickles. Uh, who was a Union general at Gettysburg, ended up losing his leg at that battle. Sometimes, Buck, they will come out and they will say, uh, due to insanity, you can't be responsible for what happened. I believe 
the shooter of Ronald Reagan in 1980, you, or 1981, used that argument successfully. And haven't they released uh, Hinckley? It's Hinckley, right? I yeah. believe they've released him from full confinement because he thought he was trying to get attention for Jodie Foster. He was mentally unable to understand what he was doing. The special counsel set for five hours of interviews with Joe Biden. And based on those five hours of interviews, his reasoned legal analysis is Biden's memory and brain is so flawed that nobody who saw him at trial could believe he was intending to commit a crime. Well, I can just tell you, Clay, that Mika Brzezinski over on Morning Joe disagrees with your assessment about Biden. At least that's what she's pretending to do. This is cut eight. She says it wasn't that bad, basically. Like, get over yourselves, Mr. GOP people. Play it. When you look at a very bad day for President Biden and then you compare it to Donald Trump with 91 counts, sexual assault, fraud, sex with a porn star and everything he says every day. The day that President Biden had yesterday is like just another Tuesday for Donald Trump with far worse things well that he's putting on the table exactly so i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and and it's something that i wish was not true uh for democrats like mika brzezinski and others many 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 others millions of them almost all of the democrat voters i'm just gonna say it there is nothing that they could find out about joe biden i mean nothing Nothing could come out about his ability, about his past. Nothing. As long as he is a Democrat who they believe is committed to the continuation of the Democrat apparatus agenda, they will, they view him as an easy choice over Donald Trump. That it does not change one bit. So while we all sit here and say, oh my gosh, it doesn't, this doesn't matter at all in Democrat land. It maybe matters in with independents and swing voters, which is what determines the election anyway, right? That's yes. the thing that they have to patch up. That's the challenge that they're not worried. The Democrat base is going to vote for them. They don't care. What I said about the sippy cup and the blanket on the knees, everyone was commenting on it, Clay, because it's true. It's true. We all know it's true. Okay, so here is where I think that becomes an issue. Not in our 40% of the American population going to show up and vote for whomever the Democrat nominee is, no matter what. I think what we're going to see in it's the wake like, of the wait, special counsel. It's 48 percent, maybe. 48 49 percent, I mean, right? But that, but that is the, with the leaners and everybody else rolled in. I think there's 40 percent that are like, I am all in on Democrats no matter what, like the partisan, right? I would say there's 40, 40, and then there's 20 that would swing one way or the other. They tend to be allied. So here, here's what I would say though, and you can say 45 percent, whatever you want. Um, nearly half the country, right? Before all is said and done, we're in a 50-50 America. But here's what I think is, is, is integral here. Prior to this special counsel report and the disastrous press conference last night, you could make an argument, and I think it's probably true, that of every Democrat out there, Joe Biden has the best chance to beat Donald Trump. I think that's really what this is about. They're willing to deal with anything with Biden because they think he has the best chance to win. And by the way, to her eternal discredit, Kamala Harris has bungled what should have been the easiest pass-off power transition in any of our lives, because when she took over as vice president, they 1 billion percent thought 
Biden will not run again. Kamala will do a decent job. She'll be the pathway to the next generation. Remember, they didn't even argue when they were running that Biden was going to run again. She's so bad that Biden is better than her. What I think, this has been my theory for a while. I believe they're going to get, the numbers are going to get so bad. And I think the numbers with independents and swing voters in the wake of this is going to get so bad that they're going to start looking around and saying, we're going to lose to Trump if we put forward Biden. The numbers, I think, are, are alarming to them already. And yes, they have the Hail Mary of trying to convict Trump with a, uh, with a felony and all those things. But I think Biden's mental and physical weakness is a bigger story to swing voters than Trump's charges. And I think that's going to become more and more apparent. And that's when I think they have the break the glass moment, Buck. It's, you're right. There is a segment of the population that's going to go with him. I think the Biden numbers are after this going to get so bad that the pressure on him to step down is going to get ratcheted up. And by the way, this is without him falling or without the inevitable worse statement than what happened last night occurring. Biden gaffes are not going away. If anything, they're going to become more prominent. And I think they're going to force him out. It's a challenge, but I think they're going to force him out. And that's why I think they don't want to go to Kamala. Because she's worse against by against Trump. I think Trump. If you if you said right now, Trump choose your opponent. I think Trump would rather run against Kamala than Biden. I think she would do worse against him than Biden would. But that's where I think they start to put other people in play, and I think we get a late sort of change. Uh, the 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 horse and the jockey change, and Biden ends up forced out. I think if Biden's alive, he's the nominee. Basically, I mean, I just I still don't see what would you um, set the odds right now, by the way, if we had the election Monday, right? Super Bowl Sunday, everybody comes out of the Super Bowl and they go out to the election. How close do you think Trump v. Biden would be if everybody in the country was voting on Monday? I mean, I think from an electoral perspective, it's a landslide for Trump. I think he wins every single swing state that we think of as a swing state. And maybe even picks off one or two more that we're not even considering. Like right a Minnesota now. that we're not even That's really, right. that he's never won before. Um, but it's February and we have yes. many, many months. And I was just looking up in a break out of curiosity, um, what some of the races have been like in the past. And, uh, Jimmy Carter was way out ahead of, um, of Ronald Reagan, even a month before the election, like eight points at nationally, eight points ahead, got smoked in 1980 so these things can change very rapidly and i i still here here's what i would say i would be worried okay i will i'll admit this if all if it was clear that none of the legal cases were going to happen and specifically that j6 dc case was off the table like it's not happening full stop and biden is where he is right now i might be concerned clay that i'd have to buy you a very expensive dinner but I still think that they believe it's close enough, the gap is narrow enough, even with all of this, that if they can get a conviction of Donald Trump in any of, and it's probably going to be the D.C. when they put all their eggs in the basket, they get a conviction in the D.C. trial, and Biden gets out ahead a few points in the key states, and he wins. I I think that that is still the strategy. I don't see what the other strategy... I mean, Clay, can we talk about 
Can we talk about Michelle Obama for a minute? Can we have like a real conversation with Michelle Obama? She was first lady for eight years. She has had no job in how many years? Of any kind. No elected job, no private sector job, nothing. In what universe is she qualified to be president of the United States? It's fine. I, I, I think you can make that argument. Do you think black voters would show up and vote for Michelle Obama if Barack Obama asked them to do it? Yes, but I think that white working class voters and swing state voters in places like Arizona and Michigan would be a lot, a lot tougher sell for Joe Biden. And there are far more white working class voters in some of the swing states than any other up for grabs demographic. That's true. But I think that audience would be far more likely to go for Michelle Obama than they would Joe Biden. Here's a question for you Mm. as we go to break. I'm going to ask uh, you this when we come back. Think I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of assumptions getting baked in here. A lot of assumptions. All right. Question for you. Should Republicans want Joe Biden to be the nominee? Let's talk about him leaving. I think there's a strong argument that everyone listening to us right now should want Joe Biden as the standard bearer. Because I think he's so incredibly weakened right now. Buck, I don't think he can win. I, I really don't, and and when I say that, I love I your mean, confidence. <laughs> I, I I just mean his mental and physical weakness is going to, I think, dominate anything else. And if they actually put him out on the campaign trail, it's going to get accelerated and exacerbated. All right, the customer appreciation sale at My Pillow continues to roll on. This is an employee organized sale. It's a big one. Nearly every one of the top selling products at My Pillow are included in this. Not just a sale on overstock items or out-of-season items, but everyday items that are really the sort of uh, meat and potatoes, if you will, of the My Pillow universe. The mattress toppers, the Giza Dream sheets. I've got both of those at home. Clay's got those at home, the My Towels. I just got additional My Towels here at home. Ginger actually loves the My Towels We because Carrie makes her bathe during the week. I would let her just be smelly, but whatever. The My Pillow 2.0, they're all included in this sale with products at 50% off or more. Even the wintertime favorite, the new flannel sheets. I'm in Miami, so maybe I don't need flannel sheets as much. But for basically all the rest of you listening who don't live in South Florida, the flannel sheets are amazing. 50% off. Probably nice in Florida, too. Customer appreciation sale, including free shipping, as well as the 10-year warranty and the 60-day money-back guarantee. So think about this. You're looking at 50% off items, things that you have and need in your home. Mattress topper, Geezy Dream sheets, my towels, my pillows. It's the sale, my friends. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to check out everything. You'll need promo code to get these sale prices, so use promo code Clay and Buck. That's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use promo code Clay and Buck. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart. Heart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, sharpening my knife so I can make sure that I get the best possible cut on that huge steak that Buck's going to be buying me soon. I put up last night, Buck, do you believe, you can still go vote in this, I'll re uh, retweet it, uh, it's at the top, at Clay Travis, do you believe Joe Biden will be the 2024 Democrat presidential nominee? Yes, 24%, no, 76%, 25,000 votes. So, Buck, I actually think Biden being... The, the the nominee is good for Republicans because I think he is got a lower ceiling than almost anybody out there. We come back. We'll talk about this a little bit more. Do you buy that or no? Let's ask Senator Ron Johnson. We'll yes. Come back into it. Artificial intelligence will change hundreds of industries over the, just the next few years. AI is integrated into more everyday consumer benefits, whether it's online facial recognition computer programming, or more sophisticated applications like medical research. Tech expert Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new era that could make you wealthier. Colin has been watching the technology markets and companies for some time. When the market hit rock bottom in November 2022, Colin recommended shares of a top software company, saying there was a lot of upside to the stock. Same software companies up over 200% since then. Anyone who listened to Colin had a chance to more than double their money in less than a year. Now he's recommending a new AI company that he says could do even better. And he's found a way for you to profit from this new AI project right from your brokerage account. Go to newaiproject.com to learn more. That's newaiproject.com, paid for by Brownstone Research. Welcome back in to Clay and Buck. Senator Ron Johnson is with us now from the great state of Wisconsin. Uh Senator, so much to talk to you about. Thanks for being here. What's your... Re- I mean, I want to ask you about the... Senate deal for the border that's now no longer a deal. Um, a lot of things. But first up, your reaction to what we learned and saw yesterday when it comes to all things Biden. What What's your takeaway? Well, none of it surprised me. I mean, didn't surprise me that they weren't going to indict him. 
it certainly didn't surprise me that uh, you know, he is uh, impaired, you know, m- mentally declining. I guess I was a little surprised that the uh, special counselor or prosecutor, whichever he is, uh, would point it out in the report. Um, but no, I mean, I, I've been saying Biden is unfit for office, obviously, before the 2020 election, just based on corruption. And uh, his mental decline has been pretty obvious, which is why I, I predicted, I think, on the show with you guys last summer, that there's no way he's going to be the, the presidential candidate. So. so who do you think the presidential candidate will be? I mean, we know that Trump basically is locked in. You're in the state of Wisconsin where feels like, you know, every few weeks there's another poll that essentially says Wisconsin is 50-50. You know that better than anybody because you've won a couple of very close elections of late. Who do you think the Democrat pick will be, and how do you think it will play in your state of Wisconsin if it's somebody other than Joe Biden on the ballot against Donald Trump? I wish Bobby Kennedy would have uh, stayed in the Democrat primary so he could be the candidate, but that that didn't happen. My guess, they'll just pick whoever polls the best and be most electable. Let's face it, Democrats, they know how to open up a border. They know how to destroy economies. They know how to create inflation. And they also know how to win elections. So they'll be smart. They'll be savvy. And they'll pick somebody, you know, whoever they think has got the best chance at that moment. Okay, not, not who's the most qualified, but who has the best chance at that moment to be uh, come president of the United States and continue the destruction of this country. Senator Johnson, the Senate border deal is a no-go. What happened there? I mean, what what, what uh, do you think McConnell and Lankford and some of the others were really hoping was going to get accomplished with that initial deal? And what do you think should be done going forward? First of all, the blame rests solely with McConnell. You know, we he wanted above all funding for Ukraine. That was his priority. He came to realize uh, later last year that uh, that wasn't going to be possible if we didn't do something on the border. And so, you know, all of a sudden he's uh, four square in charge of or in favor of, okay, we're, we're going to deny culture on this uh, supplemental package and show them we're serious about securing the border. I, I knew that was a charade from get-go. And so McConnell then proceeded to, rather than debate this in public, and rather than listen to the conference, he said, you know, this is pretty simple. We just need to tie Ukraine funding, for example, to metrics where the border is actually secure. I mean, we don't need... President always has the authority, right? Trump had it. Uh, he secured the border. Biden had the authority. He opened up the border. So he has the authority to close it down. So let's just do something simple and tie Ukraine funding to securing the border. Instead, McConnell stupidly entered into secret negotiations for months, came up with this Rube Goldberg monstrosity that did far more harm than good, and I'm happy to talk about that, and you know, lay that you know, on the American public in, in less than 24 hours, that thing was so awful, it got destroyed. So this isn't Langford's fault, okay? I mean, Langford knows the border issues, uh, you know, knows Democrats, gets along with them, not a bad guy to negotiate, but McConnell was the mastermind. He was pulling the strings. And Senator Murphy actually said that. He said, McConnell, he, his staff was in the room the whole time. He wrote the bill. So this is McConnell's fault. Um, it's what he, I think, always intended. He wasn't serious about securing the border, even though Republicans are. And what he's done is march us into a box canyon, given Democrats political cover, and now we're you know setting up Republicans to be blamed. I mean, 
How stupid politically is that? Why is Mitch, all of that, I think most of our listeners, if not all, will agree with, We're talking to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, it begs the immediate question follow-up. Why in the world is Mitch McConnell still the Senate Majority Leader? Well, you know, I helped lead the effort. Rick Scott ran challenging him in uh, you know, the start of this Congress, and we got 10 votes. Uh, you know, Mitch, and he's, he's done it twice in the last two weeks, reminds the conference all the time how many hundreds of millions of dollars he raises in the Senate Leadership Fund. I mean, just brazenly is always talking about that. You know, before we have a serious discussion, colleagues, I just want to remind you, you know, we're having a record year raising money for the Senate Leadership Fund. And, you know, they publicly talks about how much he allocated for every Senate race. He actually did support uh, my race in 2022 after banning me in 2016. Um, and he, he likes taking credit for, for my win. Uh, so that, that impacts some people. You can see it doesn't have the slightest impact on me. Speaking to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin and, uh, Senator, uh, you're not up for this, uh, in this cycle, but clearly there's going to be some very tight Senate races and, and also a presidential election that it's going to be fierce or fiercely contested. Not sure exactly how it's all going to shake out. Nobody is, but in Wisconsin, how are Republicans looking going into this election cycle? Let's assume we know it's going to be Trump, Trump v. some Democrat. How are you looking at just in terms of the state uh, Republican Party's preparation, funding, get out the vote efforts? You know, we ask, we talk about this with friends from Pennsylvania and Arizona and other places. How's your state looking for Republicans to be able to come out on top in 2024? Well, it'll be razor thin. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether or not the liberal now Supreme Court is going to redistrict federal races as well. They're going to probably bust up the. Uh, the Wisconsin legislature, but in order to win in Wisconsin, you need a strong ground game. I know the Republican Party of Wisconsin's focus is on a strong ground game, training volunteers. I know some of the bigger donors are are certainly involved in a process of funding a strong ground game. You know, as, as much as we you know have have rallied against absentee ballots, we've had to embrace it. So we're out there early voting. So it really is. It's about Paid field staff. It's about a strong ground game, training volunteers. The good news is we did get uh, over 5,000 poll workers signed up before the deadline. That was crucial in my race. Uh, Milwaukee, if you notice, got their votes in by 11 o'clock at night because we had Republican paid poll workers and observers there keeping an eye on the process. So we, we've done a lot of right things, but it's still it's going to be razor thin. But we need to spend more money on the ground game, less money on stupid ads. <laughs> We're talking to Senator Ron Johnson, won a close race in 16 and 22, knows the state of Wisconsin better than anybody. And frankly, whoever wins Wisconsin probably has a very good chance uh, to be the next president of the United States. All right, much less serious as we go into Super Bowl weekend. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. I know your beloved Green Bay Packers were eliminated by the San Francisco 49ers. Will you watch? What do you expect to see? Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Thanks for uh, bringing that back up. <laughs> I, I will be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs because Roger Marshall wears all this Kansas City Chief uh, sportswear, and I, I'd hate to see him lose. So I'll be I'll be rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, and San Francisco beat us when they shouldn't have. Uh, I just hope it's a good game. I mean, I, I love a close football game down to the wire. I hope it doesn't go into overtime. That's annoying. Bring it down the last second uh you know, either a turnover or a 
field goal kick. I'd, I'd like to see somebody win it rather than lose it, though. So a field goal kick of, of final drive touchdown, that's, that's what I like to see in the Super Bowl. Senator Ron Johnson, we appreciate the time. We'll get you on again quite a bit, I'm sure, throughout 2024, as your state is going to matter tremendously, and we want to have all of your insights as frequently as we can. Appreciate all the work. Have a great day. You know, Senator Ron Johnson just said he's rooting for the Chiefs. Hope it's coming down to a field goal. If he's rooting for the Chiefs, remember, Buck, I gave out I gave out a winner. Just saying, 10-to-1 payout, prizepicks.com slash clay. If you have not yet signed up, this is the last time you're going to hear me talk about it before the big game is played between the 49ers and the Chiefs. And I have got, again, I gave it out to you yesterday. I'm going to give it out to you one more time. Four winning picks. If you we hit on this, you make 10 to 1. And remember, Buck, up to $100, they'll match. They'll just give you $100. You deposit $100, you deposit 50, they'll match. Whatever you deposit up to $100, they will match if you go to prizepicks.com slash clay. And if you feel in left out and you're in the state of California, you don't feel like you've been able to make your picks, you can do it with prize picks. If you're feeling left out and you're in the state of Texas, Georgia, prizepicks.com slash clay, they will hook you up. They're available virtually nationwide, including they just opened up in my home state of Tennessee. Prizepicks.com slash clay. Uh, Travis Kelsey, more than 71 and a half yards receiving. George Kittle, more than 49 and a half yards receiving. All right. I got it. I got it. I'm doing it. I'm on it. You're Go writing ahead. it down. I'm Justin right, I'm Watson, it. over 17 and a half yards receiving and Brock Purdy over 12 and a half yards rushing. More on each of these. If we hit 10 to 1, 10 to 1 potential payout there, Travis Kelsey more, George Kittle more, Justin Watson more, those are all receiving yards, and then Brock Purdy more on 12 and a half rushing yards. Get your picks in, get your free money, prizepicks.com slash clay. Again, prizepicks.com slash clay. 24, a weekly podcast from Clay and Buck covering all things election. Episodes drop Sundays at noon Eastern. Find it on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Final segment of the week. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Excited for the Super Bowl this weekend. One Buck Sexton is even going to be in Las Vegas. He's doing a speech. Uh, he'll be watching the uh, Super Bowl from an airplane. Best Super Bowl snacks, by the way. Uh-oh. Buck on the video oh, that's right, is bringing Clay. in a super cute kid. Because you were, I had a six-month-old. And you were disappointed at, at me rising up on your on your puppy by having a six month old on my lap, and you have what is the is he about a a year and a half old? Yeah, it's a, roughly? Yeah, he's about, right, he's a year and a half, isn't that right? He's about eighteen months. This is my nephew Callahan, Cal. Oh, and he is a uh, he is a, a super cute eighteen month old, super cool dude, and he is sitting at the mic, so he's making his radio debut. He does love electronics. So if you're watching us on the Clay and Buck stream at clayandbuck.com as a VIP, you will see Callahan. You want to wave to everybody? Hey, little buddy. He's hanging with Uncle Buck. That's Clay. That's Uncle Clay over there. You'll hang out with him again soon. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, if Clay's going to show up with adorable babies, I got to show up with a cute toddler. This is, this is the arms race now on our live stream that we've got going on. Yeah, we got puppies. We got babies. Now we got toddlers. There's no telling what's going to show up next. Hello, Callahan. Nice to meet you. Good for you to make your television debut, waving to everybody, streaming debut at a minimum here. Uh, this is good. They're, they're visiting Miami at a good time of year. Yeah. Well, it's a great time to be here for sure. So every, anyway, he's, uh, he's, he's being a good guy. I don't want him to, we, it, it is a nap time over here. And so we're at the end of the show. So I don't want to keep him beyond, uh, beyond his, I don't know. He seems pretty chill right now. I what need else a nap. You got I'll tell mind? you what. Vegas is taking a lot out of me, Buck. I'm going to take a nap today, I think, before, uh, before I get into the weekend. And a lot of well, you we, out we, there. I have, I have one question. I have two questions for you, actually. Go to thing to do in Vegas and go to Super Bowl snack. Super Bowl snacks. Allie says nachos. Mark, oh, this is the show staff, by the way. Buffalo chicken dip. Mason goes wings. Engineer Rachel. Says, by the way, her baby brother sworn in as a New Jersey police officer this morning. That is fantastic. She says baby hot dogs, which is not a thing. Like there's pigs in a blanket. I've actually never heard the phrase baby hot dogs to define a Super Bowl snack. What would you go with, Buck? You're going to be uh, on an I, airplane, so you're going to get uh, like pretzels, uh, while the Super Bowl is going on. 
Uh-oh, he wants mommy. Well, we got it, we got it. There we go. Callahan was good for about, uh, about two minutes, which is good for an 18 good. He lasted for a bit on his national radio debut. Um, it's funny. I'm rehabilitating the name Uncle Buck single-handedly, by the way. I'm just saying. The John Candy character will no longer be. It was a great movie. It's good. I look, I was a John Candy fan back in the day. Great outdoors. Anyway, uh, 76er. Best, um, I, I think it's tough to beat, uh, really good nacho. I view chili, see, here's my thing, and this is controversial, and I don't want you getting in trouble after your whole salsa, queso debacle, Clay, so just be, you know, be cautious on this one. Uh, I think that it is difficult to beat, uh, nachos have so much versatility, and they qualify as both an appetizer and an entree, depending on what goes on them, depending on How the protein content. How much meat's there, content. yes. Yes. For me, I love chili, but chili is an entree for like I will eat just a big bowl of chili. So I, I don't view that as as like a one of the ten things I would have at a Super Bowl per se, because to me that's an entree. It's almost like a burger. Like a burger is I love probably my favorite food all in, maybe steak. But you don't have like a burger and six other things as part of the appetizer uh menagerie. So to me, the toughest one is what can I not stop eating at a at a Super Bowl party, and it is a dip, right? If you've got a really good buffalo queso dip style, I'm talking about like multiple different things thrown in. I could, and, and by the way, it doesn't even have to be fancy. I could eat chips and dip, like French onion dip, just in the like in the in the in the plastic container. I could, I think I could eat a whole French onion I, thing. I just want you to know that. Like Trump Clay, we always leave room on the team. And so you slipping onto Team Queso there very slyly, it's okay. We welcome I, you the, back it's after It's not your just queso. It's the whole buffalo chicken dip combo all rolled in together. And, uh, by the way, um, I think it's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. I can't wait to see you out here in Vegas. My go-to in Vegas is I, I just think the food's incredible. Um, I like to gamble. I like to play blackjack would be my go-to. But the restaurants out here are amazing. We're going to have Mexican tonight. I can't wait. I That's my thing, too. I, I'm one of those people who, when other people are excited about, you know, either the gambling or the nightclubs or the or the shows, you know. I've actually never even been to a Vegas show, um, which maybe I should go. But uh, I get excited about the restaurant scene there. A lot of it is actually replication of what's in New York, some of the very famous places in New York. Um, but they're, it's great. I mean, they've made it a real... Vegas is a legitimate culinary destination now. You can get some great food. And you know what else? My wife would say her favorite thing to do in Vegas is actually shop because the amount of high-quality shopping experience is almost unparalleled anywhere in the United States now. Um, so it's going to be a zoo out here. I can't wait to see how all of this is going to be shaken out. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. I'm going to go get a steak on Saturday. And while I'm eating that steak, as I did last night when I also had a steak, I'm going to be thinking about myself, where should Buck Sexton take me? Because there's no way on earth Joe Biden is going to be the Democrat nominee. For all of you listening, I want you to be very clear. I'm going to make Clay cut up. I'm going to put on a little bib, and he's going to cut up my steak (laughs) for me now. The more he pushes on this, when either Biden or Kamala are the nominee... I'm going to have a little bib, and I'm going to be dabbing the corners of my mouth as Clay feeds me my Wagyu. Don't mistake how much now Buck's dropping in Kamala. Used to be Joe Biden's running no matter what. Now it's like, well, I've always been talking about it's going to be Biden or Kamala. Now you're throwing on the, the Kamala argument. Go to the tape. Go to the tape. Like in Vegas, everything here is recorded.
You know what I've been saying, but I'll see Clay in Vegas, and we'll see you all on Monday. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.